Changed by Love is the teaching ministry of Pastor Jim Kevney of Calvary Chapel, Morris Hills, located in Dover, New Jersey. Our desire is to teach the Word of God with passion and simplicity, as well as a direct application for our lives. With that in mind... We don't find meaning when we don't find purpose. Here it is, why we're here. Fear, let's call it stand in awe. Fear God and keep his commandments. Stand in awe of God and do what the word of God says. Let's put it in a very simple way that we can understand in our modern Christian minds, live in a right relationship with God. The wise King Solomon shares his final conclusion about finding satisfaction and purpose in life, standing in awe of God and doing what His Word says. When we live in a right relationship with God, we find meaning for our lives. In today's message, Pastor Jim will teach that every human being is called to center their lives on God, His plans, His purposes, but most importantly, His person. Let God be your guide as you seek to live in a right relationship with Him. With that in mind, here's Pastor Jim with part two of his message entitled, How Can I Find Satisfaction in an Unsatisfying World? To find meaning, to find purpose, to find satisfaction, you have to live for yourself. Buy a Ferrari. (laughs) Nope. You have to listen to the warning of wisdom. Listen to the warning of wisdom. Verse 12. And further, my son... I don't know about you, man, I love that. Maybe it's because I'm a dude, but every time the Bible says, my son, I just sort of stand up a little bit. And I just picture myself not sitting on Santa Claus's lap, (laughs) but sitting on God's lap. I remember when I was little, my little hand being in my dad's big hand. And then I remember when I became a dad, my little boys and my little girls, little hand in in my big hand. And I don't know about you, but I forget the fact that when I see my son in the Bible, I forget the fact that I'm Pastor Jim. And I gloriously become the son, Jim. And so let's hear what our father is saying to us. And further my son and further my daughter, be admonished by these Some versions translate this, be aware of anything beyond these. Be aware of people who are adding things to the word that I say. And then he gives us what we might call a motivational proverb. He says, of making many books there is no end and much study is wearisome to the flesh. He's simply saying this, young people, please listen to what I'm telling you right now. Please Be very careful. There are so many voices out there trying to get your attention. There are so many books of lies that are out there. There are so many websites specifically geared towards getting you 
away from the faith that either you have now or that your parents are trying to teach you. There are so many things in this world and the delivery system of them just gets better and better and better that are trying to pass themselves off as wisdom and may even look like wisdom, but God would say they are complete foolishness. I'm probably not gonna make a lot of friends with this next remark, but you know a lot of unbiblical foolishness is found on the Christian book bestseller list. Do you know that? People who don't understand the Bible buy books by people who don't understand the Bible. People who don't understand the Bible go to churches that are pastored by people who don't understand the Bible. And let's be honest, many pastors are using their platform for dishonest gain. Many pastors are taking the sting out of the goad so people keep coming. Many people refuse to hammer in the nail of the word of God so people will like them and feel comfortable. Many pastors are serving cotton candy to their congregations instead of the meat of the word of God and they're wondering why everybody's so sick. Second Peter 3.16, the apostle Peter says this, talking about the writings of the apostle Paul, he says this, as also in all his epistles, speaking in them of these things in which some things are hard to understand. I don't know about you, but that really encourages me. I'm like, wow, an apostle sometimes can't understand the Bible. Hallelujah, I feel good now, right? But he says this, which untaught and unstable people twist to their own destruction as they do also the rest of the scriptures. See, they don't understand it. They're not willing to do the hard work of understanding it, but they got no problem up standing up and teaching it. King Solomon is warning of us, all of us to be very careful of following the wrong teachers because you start off just a little bit, right? And you can end up way off. I remember hearing the story one time of a, of a pastor's wife and uh, her husband had left her and it turned out that he was having uh, multiple affairs with other women, adultery. And somebody said to her, when do you think it went bad? And she said, I can tell you the exact moment. She said, for years, my husband came down and grabbed a cup of coffee and his Bible. And one day he came down and grabbed the newspaper. And that then became his normal thing. I was reading a magazine on the beach this summer and I thought, wow, wow. This one article is designed to get me off track. If I followed just what this little simple one-page article said, I could end up so far off. And people, $9.6 billion on self-help, what what does that tell you? It's making us hear the word he uses is wearisome. I mean, my goodness, trying to keep up with everything is exhausting, isn't it? 
I hear the schedules that the schools have some of you people under with your kids right now, and I think, I thought it was bad back when I was a parent, you know, back when dinosaurs roamed the earth, but I thought that was bad. Now it's just obscene. People are like, uh, the parents are like, well, I want my kid to go to youth group. I'm like, what's, what's night? What night is good? And they're like, well, none. <laughs> we often say here that the Christian life is, is not something that's meant to be thrown on top of a busy schedule. That's why a lot of people leave following Christ because their schedule is so busy and then all of a sudden they come hear this stuff and they think it's good, it makes sense, I like it. And so, and so now they have more stuff to throw in their busy schedule. No, the, the Christian life runs our schedule. God is overall. 2 Timothy 3, 7 says that, tells us about some people, some people are always learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. There's just so much learning, so much learning, but it never translates into anything. There are so many bad voices out there. I think of sometimes when you talk with couples, I mean, what do the bad voices say? Uh, Be happy, go your own way. What does the word of God say? Stay and find joy. Many people say they searched for God and they never found him. Did you ever see that Subaru commercial where the husband and the wife, I guess, they're driving along and the guy's like, oh, I left my sunglasses. And they, and they look all over for them and they can't find them anywhere. And they finally, he looks in this cave where they were and bats come out. And as he's running over, he puts his hood up so the bats don't come on his head and he finds the sunglasses were in his hood the whole time. That's what God is like, you know, he's there the whole time. It's just a matter of maybe we have to seek him a bit more Friends, beware the temptation to move beyond the word of God to find your satisfaction. Beware the temptation to move into some new fangled Christian fad to find meaning and purpose to life. Beware of falling into the American independent cowboy Christian, there's no such thing, trap of thinking that you can live this Christian life on your own without the body of Christ. Because really the next step is you can live the Christian life without the one shepherd. That's wisdom's warning. We all have to listen to it. So we've learned the words of wisdom. We're listening to the warning of wisdom to find meaning, purpose, satisfaction. He takes us to the bottom line. You ever talk to somebody like, just give me the bottom line. Just give it to me straight. Well, that's number three. Live the wonder of wisdom. Live the wonder of wisdom. Verse 13, let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. This is it. This is it. You're like, why did you spend 19 weeks up leading us up to this point, Pastor Jim? We could have just started out here. I think we actually did in the first study. Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep his commandments. And then he gives us the two motivations The Bible talks about the desires of the heart. A lot of that is not just we want what we want, but think of it a lot of times in in what motivates us to do what we do. So he gives us the motivations. Number one, for this is man's all. Some versions say "This this is man's duty. Literally means this is the whole of man. This is it. And the second motivation, 
for God will bring every work into judgment, including every secret thing, whether good or evil. So here's our purpose. Here's why we're here. And if we kick against the goad, let us not be surprised when we don't find satisfaction, when we don't find joy, when we don't find meaning, when we don't find purpose. Here it is, why we're here. Fear, let's call it stand in awe. Fear God and keep his commandments. Stand in awe of God and do what the word of God says. Let's put it in a very simple way that we can understand in our modern Christian minds, live in a right relationship with God. That's it. It's that simple. Notice what he's saying here, that every human being, he doesn't say just believers, he says this is the call of everyone. Every human being is called to center our lives on God. His plans and his purposes, but most importantly, his person. Acts 17, the apostle Paul is speaking to people who don't believe. And he says, if you seek him, you'll find him. Why? Because he's not far. And then he adds this, for in him we live and move and have our being. You say, how do I know that I, that I fear God? I would say this, you're simply doing your best to know him and to keep his commandments. You're allowing the word of God and the spirit of God to be your guide as you seek to live in a right relationship with God. Now, some of you say, well, again, here you go, Pastor Jim. That's Old Testament, right? You should read the New Testament a little bit more. Well, let's hear it from the mouth of Jesus. John 14, 15, the night before the cross, he's promising the sending of the Holy Spirit, and he says this, if you love me, keep my commandments. Hmm, what's he saying? <laughs> Did you notice something else right there too? The Old Testament says that they're God's commandments. And Jesus comes along and says they're my commandments. Again, young people, they're gonna tell you he never said he was God. All over the place. If you don't believe us, listen to our Mark series that we have on our website. Every turn he's calling himself God. Both the Old Testament and the New Testament agree that the essence of being human is to submit ourselves to God and to obey his word. To fear, we're gonna talk a little bit more about that in a second, to fear an almighty and unchanging creator and do what he says. In other words, our conduct comes out of our worship. Our conduct comes out of our perception of God. Most of the time, we're always going, well, I need to do this, and I need to do that, I need to do this. Maybe more so, we need to worship. Maybe more so, we need to submit ourselves to God and understanding that our perception of God, our relationship with God, our conduct comes out of that because that's the motivation for our conduct. Instead of putting all of the thing on me, 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 we put the emphasis on the Lord Jesus and he will empower us, motivate us by grace to obey him. And when we worship the Lord, 
in our hearts and our minds and with our lifestyle, we'll start to see our lives heading towards the plans and purposes of God because ultimately he is the purpose. But when we don't do that, what happens? We default to autonomy. We default to independence. We default to our own way. And because he loves us so much, the good shepherd takes out the goad. That's what he does. When we're being independent, when we're not walking our own way, Jesus turns to the angel and says, get out the goad because I love this one too much to let him walk off the path. I love this one too much to let them go their own way. We said before that a living faith was a transfer of wisdom. It's also a living and true faith is a transfer of trust from our terms to the Lord's. And if you want to just sit here, if we want to just sit here and go, oh, this is no big deal. Look at the shocking words he uses, fear and obey. Not very seeker-friendly, God, right? Nobody wants to hear about being afraid of God. Nobody wants to hear about obeying God. Everybody wants to hear about how God's going to fill my bank account, make me happy, and make it so I never have to take another Advil for the rest of my life. It's a move from independence to dependence. And in the process, sin begins to lose its sweetness. And obedience starts to taste sweet. Now you say, I don't don't like that word fear. I think it's fair to say that the Bible writers use the words fear and faith interchangeably in many places. Because the Bible writers know that both bring salvation and joy well what do we do with verse 14 for god will bring every work into judgment including every secret thing whether good or bad Ooh, pastor jim the j word nobody wants to hear about judgment well let's put that off just for a second if god says i'm going to bring every work into judgment what does that tell us about our lives Everything matters. Every single thing in our life matters. That means with God, every life, every life, your life, my life, everybody's life, and all we do has meaning and purpose. It's like Solomon is telling us, listen, man, I have been telling you for 11 and a half chapters that life is vanity, Life is meaningless. But he says, I was wrong. It's not. Life is significant. That's why as Christians, we value it so strongly. And God's not telling us to make us feel guilty. Why is he telling us these things? To kill our complacency. To make us excited. Now everyone has to answer a question regarding this here. This verse. For God will bring every work of the judgment, including every secret thing, whether good or evil. Is this for you an invitation to something new? If you're here and you're not a Christian, we heard a testimony last night from a guy who's been going to the same church for 15 years and just became a Christian. 
And you know the Bible teacher's Pastor Tom. He's no slouch. He's good. I mean, he sat under good teaching for 15 years. So is this, is this an, a new invitation to you, this, this judgment for everything? Or is it a new motivation for you? That you're going to press on, man. From this point in time, God's made it clear to you, everything is important. You're going to press on. You want to change. You need God's help. Or is it a condemnation of your stubbornness that God has to keep breaking out the goad? If you've come to God in fear, in faith, let love motivate you to obey. If you haven't, please listen up. Jesus says this, John 5, 22 to 24, for the father judges no one but has committed all judgment to the son. Who's the judge? Jesus, how you been treating the judge, <laughs> right? That all should honor the son just as they honor the father. He who does not honor the son does not honor the father who sent him. Most assuredly, I say to you, he who hears my word and believes in him who sent me has everlasting life and shall not come into judgment, but has passed from death into life. So here Jesus comes along, Jesus the teacher, that's what they called him. Jesus, the good shepherd. Jesus, the judge. Is also Jesus, the son. Who perfectly kept his father's commandments. In your place. And in my place. Jesus of Nazareth, the carpenter from Nazareth. Nailed to the cross. Took the judgment for you and for me, in our place for our sins on the cross. And a Christian is simply someone who puts their trust in him. They transfer their trust to him instead of themselves. And they follow Christ out of gratitude. So right now, today, I really believe that the Holy Spirit is goading all of our consciences to turn away from sin to the security and stability of the Savior who rose from the dead to know that the judgment and penalty for our sins, the judgment and penalty for serving all the false God substitutes that we have, the things that we love more than God or the things that we can bring us satisfaction that only God can, the judgment and penalty for all of that was placed on Jesus Christ on the cross. And to anyone, the Bible says, who will turn to God, look up at the cross, put their trust in Jesus Christ, the anvil of judgment will come down and it will be innocent. You are free to go. The wonder of wisdom is you can be forgiven. You can know God. Your eternity from this point on can be stable and secure. You can be cared for by the good shepherd. Ecclesiastes, what a book. Written by a man who gets everything and comes to the point in time where he thinks this life was it. But ends with the purpose and promise of heaven. 
that faith in the Lord Jesus Christ will take you from under the sun to over the sun. How can I find satisfaction in an unsatisfying world? Ecclesiastes 12, 13, let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter, fear God and keep his commandments, live in a right relationship with God, for this is man's all. This is your purpose. This is why you're here. Let us all come to the one shepherd. Thank you for listening to Changed by Love, the teaching ministry of Pastor Jim Kevney of Calvary Chapel Morris Hills in Dover, New Jersey. Our desire here at Changed by Love is simply to bring you the life-changing message of Jesus Christ by teaching you the Bible in a simple, easy-to-follow way. With that being said, we try to put our messages into as many people's hands as possible for a very low cost and often free of charge to anyone who contacts us. Did you know that all of our messages can be found for free on our website? changedbyloveradio.com That's changedbyloveradio.com Please check out our website and hit the Contact Us button to tell us something about yourself or request a CD copy of a message. Here at Changed by Love, we depend on the grace of God as well as the generosity and prayers of our loyal listeners. So thank you to all of you who are prayerfully and financially supporting our program. We would love to hear from you and pray you drop us a card or a letter to Changed by Love 158 West Clinton Street, Dover, New Jersey. And don't forget to contact our friends at this radio station and tell them that you are being blessed by Changed by Love. It would be a great encouragement to them. Thank you for joining us today, and we hope that you will make plans to join us again next time, right here on this station, for more practical Bible teaching from the book of Ecclesiastes with Pastor Jim Kevney, passionately proclaiming the good news of Jesus Christ to a world that needs to hear.